1: Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show, where dancing in the studio is allowed. (laughs) Thanks for joining (laughs) us to lead, learn, and laugh. Learn market knowledge and best practices to lead your company's success. And, hey, that's really whatever type of company you work with and laugh. I think we have to have some fun no matter what we're doing. Well, hello, I'm Michael Bull, your host to the world of commercial real estate. Remember, if you have a question or comment related to this show or any commercial real estate endeavors, you're invited to give us a call. Our phone number is 888-612-612. Show, Or you can email us at info at com. You can also reach us through your favorite social media sites. You can find them all at CommercialRealEstateShow.com. Well, today we're going to share the latest trends related to commercial real estate construction, development, and architecture. Among other topics, we will cover current construction volume and projected volume for 2013. We'll also talk about what's hot and what's not for various property types. We'll also share some tips and resources for industry participants and their advisors. We'll look at some of uh, the latest design trends for various property types, and we'll share some strategies for successful projects. Uh, plus, we'll look at current labor, labor and pricing uh, for materials and what to expect moving forward. Let's meet our guests. First, please welcome Kermit Baker, Chief Economist, AIA, the American Institute of of architects. Kermit Baker oversees AIA Architecture Billings Index, a monthly poll of architecture firms that gauges the rise and fall of billings and client inquiries. Kermit also directs the semi-annual AIA Construction Consensus (laughs) Forecast, and he's a Senior Research Fellow at Harvard University's Joint Centers for Housing Studies, where he serves as Project Director of the Remodeling Futures Program. Kermit Breaker, welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show.
0: Michael, excited to be here uh, today and looking forward to this discussion.
1: Well, thank you for calling from uh, Boston where you're getting those snowflakes, right? Exactly. And please welcome Bill Halter, Director of Corporate Design, Cooper Carey. Bill Halter has spent the past 30 years specializing in the design of corporate and commercial offices, public and institutional facilities, and mixed-use and retail facilities. Cooper Carey is one of America's most dynamic, context-driven design firms focused on the creation of exceptional places. Bill Halter, thanks for joining us. Michael,
2: my pleasure. Thanks for
1: having me here. Also, please welcome Bill Bland, Senior Vice President, Choate Construction. Bill has been in the construction business for 23 years. As one of the largest general contractors in the Southeast, Choate Construction considers its reputation its number one asset. Choate excels in both base and interior construction with offices in Atlanta, Charleston, Charlotte, Raleigh, and the great city of Savannah. Bill, welcome to the show. Michael, it's my pleasure to be here. Looking forward to it. Uh, Well, guys, let's uh, let's get started. I I want to uh, understand, Kermit, where are we with current construction levels right now?
0: Well, trying trying to get some trying to get some traction, Michael. Basically, I mean the the U.S. economy has been in a recovery mode, uh, officially I guess, uh, for about three years, and uh, you know we in the construction industry really haven't seen much of that, and and in fact have been in recession for most of that time. You know the numbers are starting to get a little bit better. Um, but but as we might expect sort of in this environment it's kind of a mixed bag uh, so for example over the last year uh, uh, you know construction of lodging facilities hotel motels and things like that are up 25% uh, well at the same you know same over the same year uh, religious facilities down 17% uh, you know overall we're seeing a couple point gain 2 3% in 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 non residential uh, building activity but uh, you know as i suggested just a lot of variation some some uh, doing pretty well. Others really still back in the recession mode.
1: Okay. And those sectors that are up from uh, last year I guess that's still way down though from from the frothy levels that we had prior to the recession right
0: yeah absolutely down down significant amounts and and, and, I, and I think that really what ex- explains sort of what we're seeing now those that were down the most uh, uh, you know uh, lodging being one of them uh, is starting to see a rebound to you know make up some of the slack where, where others that that stayed relatively strong during the downturn you know uh, retail might be an example of that uh, hasn't seen a strong a recovery yet. So part of it has to do with just sort of make up for the very, very steep declines that we've seen over the last three or four years. Right.
1: And Bill Bland, you're on the uh, cutting edge. You're there on the street uh, yeah, doing the construction. Right. What do you guys see? Well, you
3: know, it's we've we've sustained basically our volume for the last three years, and I would concur that... Um, you know, we're not we're not out of the woods yet, but uh, we are seeing uh, more activity. We're seeing a lot of people that are, are able to uh, get their financing for projects, which is uh, which is comforting and assuring that things are going to you know come back. Uh, but we have seen sort of a shift to institutional work the last three to four years where there a lot of colleges and universities and, you know, people are still going to college. And that work has helped us sort of sustain our volume. So I, I kind of concur. We're just we're sustaining and we're uh, agile enough
1: to shift the different market segments to sustain our volume. You know, I'm always impressed when my guests concur. That's a sophisticated <laughs> Sorry. guess. Right,
0: <laughs> right, right. Probably means we're all wrong. All
1: right. <laughs> well, what do you guys expect for 2013 for construction uh, volume, Kermit?
0: Well, it it looks like it's going to get a little bit better, you know, sort of some uh, uneven improvement that we've seen over the course of 2012 is, I think, going to stabilize and you know see a bit a bit more momentum as we move through 2013 our uh, most recent uh, consensus construction forecast which you mentioned where we go to the leading forecasters across the country and ask for their view um they they see overall uh non-residential building activity up about 6% uh, n- next year, a uh, little bit stronger on the uh, uh, commercial uh, industrial side I- in double digits, eleven, twelve percent. A little weaker on the institutional side, three, four percent. And and I think that's to be expected. The um, the institutional market, as, as Bill suggested, tends to be a little more stable over the cycle. Doesn't see the, the steep dives and doesn't see the strong growth. The commercial on market tends to be a little more volatile, and I think that's what we've seen that on the downside and, and hopefully we're going to see it on the upside too
1: right and bill halter Cooper Carey, uh you know before the construction guys know i mean you've got to design it right what do you guys see
0: yeah uh,
2: michael the reality is that it's 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 everything we're saying here it's all over the place but i would offer that we continue to see uh, activity in the multifamily markets uh that that seems to be holding steady in the region of the southeast particularly Uh, we're seeing that um Corporate users, we're finding if there's a need and they can't find a, a, you know existing building that they're willing to go into, they will spend the money to build a new building. There's the corporate users still have uh, money sitting on the sidelines and they're willing to spend it. I would say that uh, you know, hospitality uh, is picking up. We're busy per, uh, you know, in the D.C. markets, West Coast, uh, Atlanta, uh, pretty much you know, across the board. And uh, so I think uh, the ones that are not doing well, retail continues to try to find its place. I think one of the things we're finding is retail really is almost redefining itself. There's uh, a trend toward urban. And uh, I think the, the the developers and the investors are waiting to see uh, where they want to put their money uh, and whether it's going to be toward a, a more urban setting or a, a more uh, regional mall environment. You're right.
0: Michael, let me jump in just for a second. I think and reinforce one of the points that Bill just made. I think it's an excellent point. Is that um, you know the corporate work uh, sort of build the suit, if you will. Uh, you know, where there's a, 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 an owner that obviously has occupancy already tied up. Uh, that that market's doing a lot better than the speculative markets, and 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 those are in a lot of a lot of areas of the country really just pretty dead uh, right now. And it's just not a lot of incentive to build space if you don't have um, if you don't have occupancy locked up right now.
1: Right. Well, it's a good opportunity too for for users to be building their own building, and uh, you know with the financing that they can get right now, which is just incredible. The lenders really love users, don't they? And let's talk about uh, the levels of employment in the construction and architecture industries. Um, uh, Kermit, you know, what do you see there now, and what do you expect moving forward in 2013? Are we going to see a little more employment in the industry?
0: Yeah. uh, And again, sort of slowly moving back. I mean, uh, uh, employment at architecture firms uh, right now is down close to 30 percent from where it was at its peak in in mid 2008. Uh, So that's the bad news. The good news is, you know, really uh, virtually every month this year, we've seen some improvement over last year at at, at this time. So, uh, you know, slowly uh, digging out, Um, you know, construction, really sort of the same trend down uh, down. about 30% from its peak its peak was a little bit earlier in 2006 because uh, that included the residential activity too which was uh, uh, which which fell off the cliff a little bit earlier than the non-residential market um, b- both of them look to be uh uh, slowly uh, growing back I, I, I think there's actually some emerging concern quite ironically about uh, you know where where can we get this labor from when the markets do come back uh, in, in, in construction for example uh, the unemployment rate nationally now is around twelve thirteen percent that's a really high number uh, three four years ago that was close to twenty percent and we really haven't added any new construction uh, positions over that time so if the unemployment rate is going down without adding new positions, that just means that people are leaving the construction labor force. They've gone into other industries uh, where there uh, seem to be more opportunities, or at least have been over the last few years. Will they come back to construction uh, when the construction markets pick up? And I think that's the $64,000 question now. And I think there's a lot of concern that it may be difficult to attract high-quality workers in construction, in design, in architecture as as these markets uh, reappear.
1: Yeah, well, that's interesting. And also, if you compare to 2008, that may be a bit of a frothy period for us to be comparing to. Well, we're going to to take a short break here. When we get back, we're going to talk about some construction costs and what to expect moving forward. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com. And Arnold Golden Gregory, a law firm that makes a difference. Visit agg.com. And Cone Resnick, providing forward-thinking advice to help navigate business and financial issues. Visit ConeResnick.com And by France Media, providing exposure to the world of commercial real estate. Visit francemediainc.com. Well, welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is The Commercial Real Estate Show. If you'd like to know the absolute latest on any commercial real estate-related subjects, check out our on-demand show podcast. For example, we just completed update shows on various sectors, including office, retail, and a show on the industrial market with an enlightening investment tip. And last week's show is extremely informative on winning environmental strategy. You can access these shows anytime on your smartphone or computer. Just visit iTunes or the show website, commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, today we're exploring commercial real estate, construction, development, and architecture. My guests are Kermit Baker, the American Institute of Architects, Bill Halter with Cooper Carey, and Bill Bland with Choate Construction. And Bill Halter, I'd like to ask you a little bit more about uh, uh, employment levels. Uh, What are you guys seeing uh, in your your shop there?
2: Well, Michael, we're maybe fortunate, and uh, I would measure it against the markets you're in. Uh, Mm -hmm. We are in enough markets that we're uh, not currently hiring, but last year we did uh, amp up our, our employment uh, by about 20, 30 people. Of course, that's coming on the heels of a significant uh, you know loss of employment during the 2009-2010 uh, early period. So uh, we're, we're about halfway back to where we were. Uh, my, my sense of this is that it's caution um, because we we don't want to put ourselves in the situation that a lot of firms were finding themselves they were hiring. Aggressively and weren't uh, in our business. You know the hours are measured pretty carefully, and uh, so we're looking to more overtime and uh, really leveraging the employment. You know the employment we have. Right, and Bill, what about it, uh, Choate? Uh, what do you guys see?
3: Well, you know we we are looking for seasoned individuals. And I'm seasoned. You are I'm, seasoned. I'm very Absolutely, old. you're not old, <laughs> but you're seasoned. There's a difference. There's a difference. Little a little There's a difference. Yeah. We're, and I think that. Uh, What's happening is that because so many people left the industry, now that we're seeing an uptick uh, of activity, trying to locate uh, experience, season, in particular, pre-construction um, experts uh, is, is difficult to, to find that type of talent. So we are, although that we, we're sustaining, we're starting to see a pickup, th- to find the right people is, is more
1: difficult than it has been in the last five or six years we well, you'll get my resume this afternoon. Perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, and Kermit, what are your members telling you?
0: Well, y- y- you know some of the same things. We 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 recently surveyed our members and, and we asked firms uh, if they're planning on hiring this year. Uh, and a surprisingly number said they thought they were would. About a third of firms thought they would be hiring this year. And we asked them if they've had any trouble uh, finding employees to fill these positions. And a surprising number uh, indicated that they were having problems, and that, and you know, we we, we thought with with all the un, unemployment among uh, uh, among the architecture profession that there'd be a lot of resumes on the desk, and and and, and, and what we're hearing is that if you're looking to fill entry level positions, not a problem, you know, pile of resumes uh, uh, awaiting you. But if you're looking to to fill uh, you know a a, a more uh, uh, experienced project management position. Uh, maybe a design team leader or something like that that's that's a bit, that's a bit trickier so uh, you know I'm, I'm sure it does vary across the country and I'm sure it varies by specialties but but I think uh, uh, again uh, where we are now in terms of employment levels, it was surprising to uh, that anyone would have trouble finding employees
2: Kermit, to that point, uh, we are finding very much the same thing at Cooper Carey. Uh, to the point where we're really using our network of, uh, of colleagues to, at, at times to go seek out individuals or really keep our ear to the rail about people that might be out there um, that we you know, might want to talk to. Um, not not in, a, in a malicious way, mind you, but, but because of the very fact that, that finding deceased seasoned people that may have actually left the profession during this downturn uh, and to fill those important uh, roles, it's it takes a uh, it takes a little more strategic approach.
1: Well, ladies like architects. So if <laughs> you get a resume that says I'm an architect, I'm not really. I just said that at the bar last night. Uh, <laughs> you know, George Costanza said he was an architect. What more can you say?
0: That's right. But if you say you're a seasoned architect, then that that swings it all around.
2: <laughs> there you go. Well, what are the hot sectors, guys? What property types are uh, hot, Bill Halter? Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of back to what we were saying. Multifamily continues to be in the apartment sector. Uh, condos not. Apartments, yes. Uh, more urban product in that range. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're working on a deal right now with Choate uh, to look at an urban product uh, in, the, in the multifamily. Uh, I, I think that you're still seeing activity in the federal sector. It's different. Uh, the VA is doing a lot of work with uh, VA clinics. They've got a national program underway. Otherwise, I'd say GSA less so. Uh, we talked about corporate. I think if the corporate user wants to get into the into a new facility and doesn't find something a product that's out in the market in an existing building, they will they will activate and 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 do the build a suit. Um, is industrial picking up? We don't do industrial, but no, okay. I, I I don't know. Is I it building? Yeah,
3: industrial is picking up. We yeah. we're um, we're building three Niagara water plants now all across the country, and uh, you know people drink water, and you know it's uh, we're also in the food sector industries industrial is picking up and i I categorize that as industrial because it is you know it's manufacturing because you know more people eat at home and Mm -hmm. there's more people going to the to the grocery store and and less eating out and i think that uh, that's why we're seeing an uptick uh, in in that sector of industrial
1: yeah and you also have the online sales and for logistics these uh they've got to get the products closer to
2: the cities and uh, building industrial buildings to take care of that right yeah, I mean, we don't do data centers, but that would be another market, I tell you, that is hot right now.
3: Yeah, data, we're looking at a couple of data centers now. They're, they tend to be a little smaller co-location type facilities, and uh, they seem to be going to rural areas and looking for right land, land prices because they don't, mm-hmm. they don't need a lot of infras- infrastructure because there's yeah. so much infrastructure around. Okay, um, But I will say that uh, for us, the senior living market is just it has been tremendous, particularly over the last 24 months. As far as activity, when you look at the you know the grain of America, uh, that's only going to continue. So that we're seeing a tremendous amount of
1: activity there. We got a student housing deal we just sold the land for uh, in downtown Atlanta. So we'll uh, put you in touch with them. Perfect. Uh, uh, well, well, what's uh, what else is uh, really slow, Bill Halter? What, what's what's still struggling out there? You
2: know, really, retail is the one that seems to really st- still be trying to find its place in this next cycle. Um, I mentioned earlier that. One of the uh, events that's occurring, I think, is this sort of what is the retail product look like? Uh, what is the shopper looking for? We mentioned online sales, but, uh, you know, people still like to get out and shop. They still like to look at the product and uh, the, uh, the convergence of the sort of uh, regional mall with the, uh, the super center, the lifestyle center, and then you've got the, uh, the urban lifestyle and and uh you know what what does that mean to that market it's it's really quite interesting we're, we're seeing activity in every one of them and uh but but nothing that's really had the trigger pulled on it yet and kermit what do you hear out there
0: well, l- 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 let me start with the week, Michael. I, I, you know, I think one one we haven't talked about, and it's kind of peripheral uh, to to your uh, listening audience, probably. But the second home market, vacation home market, is really dead at present. Uh, that was uh, a market that was driven by house price appreciation. We're seeing depreciation now, so uh, those 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 prices have really fallen. Second, I think to um, uh, to kind of uh, you know, underscore what what, uh, what Bill Halter was saying. It's it, retailing week, but I think it's particularly particularly on the upper end of the market, uh, that's the weakest. Uh, Just a lot more cost-conscious shopping going on these days, I think, with the economy uh, not having really regained its strength yet, uh, and so that market's hurting. In in, in terms of the the stronger markets, I mean, I I think... of what's being suggested. If you follow the demographics, I think you'll get a good good sense as to what's going on. And, uh, uh, you know, the the biggest demographic wave continues to be baby boomers, and baby boomers uh, uh, beginning in 2011 uh, uh, began hitting age 65, so turning into the retirement years. And I think uh, uh, that's that's why Bill Bland was talking about uh, seniors housing, active seniors housing Uh, you know, big, big market. And I think sort of related to that, probably the strongest market over the next five or 10 years is going to be healthcare.
1: All right. We're going to take a short break here. We'll be right back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com. And Arnold Golden Gregory, a law firm that makes a difference visit agg.com and cone resnick providing forward thinking advice to help navigate business and financial issues visit coneresnick.com and by france media providing exposure to the world of commercial real estate visit francemediainc.com welcome back i'm michael Bull, and this is the commercial real estate show how would you like people to come to your website to hear the Commercial Real Estate Show? Well, you can now download a free widget allowing your site visitors to access show videos and audio podcasts right on your website. Just visit commercialrealestateshow.com and look for the widget on the homepage. You can see how it works and easily download it to your site. And after you load it, it works automatically. Well, today we're exploring commercial real estate construction, development, and architecture. My guests are Kermit Baker, Bill Halter, and Bill Bland. And uh, Bill Bland, if you could talk to us about construction cost, I think a lot of us think it should be a great time to build. There's just not as many people building. Are construction costs uh, uh, as low as we think they are? Well, I tell you, from
3: 2008 there, it's a great time to build. I mean, construction since 2008, the prices have gone down substantially. But... I will tell you, we're starting to see a. I think we bottomed out the middle of this year, um, and we're starting to see um, subcontractor numbers their their margins go up. Uh, we anticipate 2013. You know our projections that overall construction costs could go up three to five percent. Uh, in particular, we're seeing um, you know concrete's going to go up at the first of the year. We've been we've been told that by our suppliers. Uh, Sheet rock—that's a, that's a big one. It's it could go up twenty five percent. That's what we're projecting to go wow. up over this this next year. And then, uh, but uh, overall, it's 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 an uptick on pricing. How about steel? Does that go up? You know, steel has been remain sort of flat. Uh, okay. But I'm I'm speaking in general to the southeastern, and uh, maybe Kermit could speak to that as well. How but
1: about how about labor? Labor's sort of flat. Yeah. Okay, and Kermit, what do you guys see?
0: Well, the 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 um, the uh, labor department tracks uh, construction costs a little bit better, and what they what they're telling us is that they've, they they've been up about a point or two over the last year, so uh, pretty well pretty well controlled. You know, I think uh, uh, labor is probably not going up a lot uh, uh, in May in the years ahead, but uh, you know, right right now, I think with the unemployment rate, but but a lot of volatility in prices, as as Bill was talking about. I mean, steel and a lot of the metals seem to be week uh, uh, you know he mentioned um, he mentioned gypsum board uh, and the government tells us that's up in double digits over the last year already so i think that uh, uh you know not, not not surprising to hear what, what he's saying for this coming year and, and obviously uh uh, uh oil related costs have been very volatile and have been up uh um, pretty significantly over the last year or so, too. So, uh, you know, a lot of, lot of concern out there, I think, about where, where prices are going, you know, partic- particularly given the weak market that, we're, that we've been in. It's, it's surprising we're seeing this much volatility.
1: Okay. Well, let's talk about sustainability trends and, and lead certification. It seems with the downturn, people uh, maybe were a little less concerned with lead certified.
2: Uh, Bill, at Cooper Carry, what do you guys see right now in sustainability trends? Well, uh, Michael, sustainability is just in our DNA. We don't really look at projects as whether they're going to get a LEED certification or not. It's, it's the way we approach the design. Our clients uh, today all want to talk about sustainability, too. They, they see the value in it from a building uh, performance, building operations side. They may not want to do a LEED certified building. They may, want to, they may not want to go to the USGBC and, and go through their, their process, but they do want to have, and we've got several projects, a number of Maybe two or three now that are that are in the category of don't want lead but want to be high performance building. Well, one thing that I always like to think about is that it, it starts with site selection, and I think that that one of the bigger steps, and, and you're probably hearing me with a theme here maybe today, is that the sort of return to the urban core is a really powerful way to reuse resources. So you're not having to uh, to uh, you know take a new site and uh, and start from scratch you can go into an existing site where there may have already been a building there that's been demolished so but sustainability is real it's it's in the business no doubt
3: okay yeah it's it is real for sure i mean the, the last say 4 years there was a tremendous amount of people that wanted to have their buildings lead certified now it's a given it's not so much lead certification but the, they really want us to as contractors to be able to analyze energy use you know what's the most effective systems to use what and really what's the return on investment it just makes good business sense and, and that's what that's what we're seeing a lot of is how can i make this building more efficient
1: yeah i mean you want to be able to flush your toilets with rainwater right, right. No, there is right that's gone there's no more
3: rainwater right you just there's there's just no water there's just <laughs> flushable
1: no water in a toilet. That sounds terrible. Right. Well, Kermit, uh, we're short on the break, but uh, any other comments relating sustainability?
0: Well, yeah, I think just let me reinforce some of those points. I, you know, what I hear a lot is that there's a lot of interest in it, but maybe the bureaucracy of going through the lead certification isn't critical anymore. Just kind of uh, you know in, in include the elements and 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 not worry about the cost and time to uh, to go through the certification process.
1: Okay, we're going to take a short break here, and as promised, we're going get some tips for you for successful projects. That's coming right up. I'm Michael Bull. You're listening to the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com and Arnold Golden Gregory, a law firm that makes a difference. Visit agg.com. And Cone Resnick, providing forward-thinking advice to help navigate business and financial issues. Visit ConeResnick.com. And by France Media, providing exposure to the world of commercial real estate. Visit FranceMediaInc.com. Welcome back. I'm Michael Ball, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We have some very interesting shows coming up for you, including a show on social media for business, a show on LinkedIn, and two shows on commercial real estate leasing and sales strategies. Be sure to catch shows of special interest to you. Sign up for a once a week email announcing the show topic at commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, today, we're exploring commercial real estate construction, development, and architecture. My guests are Kermit Baker, Bill Halter, and Bill Bland. And guys, you've all have been involved in very uh, successful projects. Can you share some tips for successful projects for our listeners, uh, Bill Bland? Yeah,
3: the most successful projects uh, by large are the ones that uh, we are involved early in the process with the designer and the owner, as Bill and his team, and we've done it together on, on numerous occasions, that if we're working on a, a project and working through the design, to have a contractor there to look at constructability issues, look at long lead time items, to look at site selection as it relates to Moving dirt foundations, so they don't, so
1: they don't design something. Then, then you get to build. It, you go, wait, what were they thinking? Right, right. Well, that happens <laughs> on occasion, but
3: not. But not with Cooper Carey. These guys are very seasoned, and and yeah. they they know. They, and I think he would profess to do that as well. But yeah, it, it's just it's getting us involved because a, a lot of times there's a designer you want them to be so creative in the usage of space that you don't want to limit their creativity, but at the same time. We want to, uh, to act as a partner to give them ideas on materials and constructability so that they can be as creative as possible. Those are the, the most successful.
1: And, Bill, so you let the construction guys
2: involved to get involved we, early on? As shocking as it may sound, <laughs> we do. We, we actually like the construction guys, and that Bill is spot on. We are we, uh, seeing very few uh, what are con- considered design, bid, build projects where you go out to a competitive bid. We actually um, and have a couple examples recently where we have counseled our, our client to engage the contractor early for the reasons that Bill has mentioned. It helps the designers to fine-tune our our detailing. Uh, it, it really just allows us to do a set of drawings, ultimately, that, that have been vetted uh, in the marketplace. And uh, they have a knowledge of the local subcontractors. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know uh, the suppliers. And frankly, bring a lot of great well, suggestions. The other day, I, absolutely. And I think
3: it protects the owner's financial wherewithal because... You know, a lot of times if somebody produces a set of documents and then bids it, they really don't have an accurate uh, estimate of what it's going to cost. But having a contractor involved early, we're able to refine that budget, and then so you have a real live budget that you're designing to, as opposed to not knowing what the budget may be or, or, or your best educated guess at what that budget may be, yeah. and that.
2: I would, that add, that? I would add, though, that it does put some pressure on the contractor to be uh, able to look at pricing early on. Uh, you're yeah. looking at not always complete drawings. In fact, they are incomplete drawings. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they have to apply a certain modicum of, of expertise and sort of knowing the marketplace. Saying I, I I could see what's not there. Now, well, now
3: you know why we need sophisticated pre-construction people, like yeah, I just mentioned.
2: Yeah. You, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And, and yeah, and so get construction
1: guys involved early. But I think get get me involved, the broker early. So I want you absolutely. to build something yeah. I can really sell. <laughs> right. you know? Exactly. What are some other tips, uh, Kermit, for successful projects?
0: Well, it sounds like what um, what 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 both Bill. Bill Halter and Bill Bland are talking about is basically integrated project development where, where kind of all the parties are, are sitting down at the table much earlier, and that often I think is uh, um, um, e- e- involves uh, building information modeling uh, BIM systems, too. So it sounds like uh, from, from listening to this discussion that that's really caught on out in the marketplace.
1: Yeah, and uh, Bill, why don't you talk to us, Bill Bland, about uh, BIM. What is BIM, and how is uh, that affecting the marketplace?
3: Well, you know, this, is, this is something I'm probably the most excited about, just in our industry at large it's akin to a, what is BIM first of all Well, first of all it's building information modeling okay mm-hmm. and it's in and, and it's in and it's a basic uh, it's it's a three-dimensional modeling of, of a building prior to construction um for us it's akin to a scientist that uh, all of a sudden has a microscope i mean for for many many years you know a contractor we're looking at two-dimensional design so we're trying to uh, contemplate what that building may look like based on flat two-dimensional design. Now, with the advent of, of building information modeling, what we do, we have three full-time people, and what they do is, is we go and re-reconstruct the building in a virtual three-dimensional mode, all the components of the building... Prior to starting construction, so,
1: so it's like a fly through, walk through. Oh, kind of it's deal. it's, more, it's yeah. more
3: than that. It, yeah. It's because it's virtual. I mean, we are we're we're able to see things that we never could see before, as far as efficiency. And streamlining the process of construction. Can
1: we, can we get a sample of that and put it on our website? Uh, absolutely. Sure, sure. We've, we've got okay. a tremendous amount. Both
3: our firms uh, okay. have got a tremendous amount of that that
1: we can share with you. We'd love to do that. Okay. Well, we'll do that. We'll put that on the the show page. So, so you guys, if you're listening, you can go check these out. Because right. these are really incredible. I mean, you can really right. feel like
3: you're in the building. In the building, exactly. And it's the biggest thing, too, is... is uh, For It's clash detection. A lot of times, and and if you can imagine, listeners, if you were to lift up a ceiling tile in your office building and just look, you'll see uh, this just tons of stuff that's running through that that ceiling tile uh, in your plenum space. Well, now, because we can see this virtual, we can, as the design evolves, if there is a conflict with a material hitting another material, we can see that now versus seeing it in the field, which adds efficiency, which decreases change orders, which makes the building cost less. So. Does
1: that mean I'm going to see less boats at the
2: marina with the name change order? <laughs> that's right, back? exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs>
3: exactly. Let me It'll add, Bill.
2: Let me add to that, Michael and Bill and Kermit. the The thing that we're finding as the architects that in, in general we we originate the model and that model is is being shared now in a way that's quite different than than. The documents in the past, right. where we're turning over this model to uh, to the contractor and to his subcontractors, but the bottom line is, it's changing the way our agreements are being written. We're doing more work at the front end because we need to advance the design earlier. Yes. And uh, it's changing the way that thing works.
3: It's gonna it's
1: it's it's gonna evolve to, to something incredible in the next ten years.
2: I look forward to seeing some of these
1: models you guys have. Well in a moment more on the construction development architecture world and with including some AIA benefits that you want to know about. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit BullRealty.com. And Arnold Golden Gregory, a law firm that makes a difference. Visit AGG.com. And Cone Resnick, providing forward-thinking advice to help navigate business and financial issues. Visit ConeResnick.com And by France Media, providing exposure to the world of commercial real estate. Visit FranceMediaInc.com. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We're talking about construction, development, and architecture with Kermit Baker, Bill Halter, and Bill Bland. And uh, Bill Halter, I'd like to ask you about uh, some current design and construction
2: trends in the office sector. What do you see there? Sure, Michael. Yeah, we're, we're seeing some changes, uh, and it's not for everybody, but uh, the biggest event, the biggest uh, thing that's happened in the workplace environment is, I would say, mobility. Uh, it's hard to believe it's only been probably five years since the iPad has come onto the marketplace. And it, it may not seem like it could have that kind of an impact. But in fact, what it has done is it's allowed people to truly be mobile in the work environment. And whether you're, you're still working within a uh, you know, fixed office environment or have more of a flexible environment, creating the types of spaces within a workplace that allows people to step away from their desk, go to a coffee bar, go to a juice bar, uh, go down to the lobby, go into the park, across the street and do business is really starting to change the way we work. And so that's changing
1: design. You've got more open space and less private offices. Uh, what do you see?
2: It's it's really that. Shared it's, spaces? I think it's these shared spaces, uh, the distributed workplace, we like to call it, where work can happen in a number of different environments. And so if you're doing a corporate environment, uh, we like to talk to our, our client about the kinds of spaces that can help promote the kind of work they do. Well, if you're uh, you want to check out some really
1: cool space, uh, go to your website and look at your office space uh, in Atlanta.
2: That's a pretty cool space. Absolutely, there. We, we try to. In our case, we're an architectural the Cooper you know, Cooper Carey has, uh, mm-hmm. has has built a, an environment that works well for us.
1: And Kermit, let's talk about the American Institute of Architects and and what you guys offer uh, members, and what are some of the benefits
0: well there there's a, there's a long list michael and 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 let me just start with a with, with a few here and let me start with some projects that 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 our, our economics team is going to be working on over the coming year uh one is uh our architecture buildings index haven't haven't talked much about that but um uh we're we're working to improve that we're going to be uh, in, in enhancing some of the uh, some of the information we provide to our members on that uh, we've been working on a uh, a stalled projects initiative and that really has to do with projects that can't get off the board uh, often because of uh, difficulty in, in uh, and getting uh, financing and then more currently uh, uh, you know trying to deal with issues related to the fiscal cliff a, a term that we've heard much too much over the last several months but uh, looks like it could have pretty dramatic uh, impact on construction if we don't uh, uh, don't don't get it uh, don't get it fix sometime soon. And a lot of this comes together at our our, uh, annual convention, our national convention, which is going to be uh, held in uh, Denver this year, June 20th to 22nd. A lot of educational offerings, a lot of uh, uh, product displays and things like that, and just a a great time to catch up with what's going on in the profession, what's going on with design, what's going on with the construction industry.
1: Okay. And what are some of the uh, designations, we're short on the end of the show here, but what are some of the designations you can get education-wise at the Institute?
0: Well, there there are designations for v- virtually all uh, specialties, all mm-hmm. design specialties. You know, lead. We've talked a fair amount about, and you can get a lead specialization. You can get it for uh, uh, for for healthcare, uh, increasingly in the education area. So, I think uh, sort of whatever uh, what, whatever uh, focus uh, you you want to um, uh, deal with, um, the specializations are being uh, are being developed.
1: Okay, and what is the uh, website if people would like to get more information and all that?
0: Absolutely absolutely uh simple to remember aia.org uh, and that has access to uh, all the information we've been we've been talking about here today.
1: Okay. Well, Kermit Baker, Bill Halter, Bill Bland, guys, thanks for joining us today. We sure appreciate your information. It's been a pleasure. Enjoyed it very much. Thanks, you, Michael.
0: Yeah, enjoyed the discussion, Michael.
1: And if you'd like more information from or about our guests, their websites and contact information is available for you at CommercialRealEstateShow.com. And we'll also put uh, links to the BIM, right? That, yeah, that should absolutely be really we'll interesting. That. Well, as a listener, I'd like to ask you a question. Can you join us next week? Well, I hope so. We'll explore business, social media strategies. You do not want to miss that one. Well, thanks for joining us today. I'm Michael Bull. Until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh, and join us for the Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com. And Arnold Golden Gregory, a law firm that makes a difference. Visit agg.com. And Cone Resnick, providing forward-thinking advice to help navigate business and financial issues. Visit coneresnick.com. And by France Media, providing exposure to the world of commercial real estate. Visit francemediainc.com.